I would be trying different things, working on myself. And the more I work on my mindset, on changing things for better in my life, the healthier I was. So I was like, oh, okay. So it's not like I have to just follow strict diet all the time. There are other components to it. And when you actually put it all together, here I am. This three years after, I'm like perfectly healthy. We heal in health and we die through dieting. You feel? Yeah, me too. Let's start the vulnerable and raw conversations needed to inspire. Let's get the experts talking to educate and motivate. Let's come together as a community to discuss what it means to be optimally human and aligned spirit. I'm your host, intuitive gut health coach, Chelsea Haynes, and this is Let's Start Health. Thank you so much and welcome back to another episode of Let's Start Health, where we start the vulnerable conversations needed to heal and inspire. Today, I'm so excited to share with you a very special guest, Hannah Hanula. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. (laughs) Hannah is a holistic health coach who helps women conquer stress and anxiety. And I know we can all use a little bit of that to become vibrantly healthy, energized, and confident. She's also, of course, a woman of my own heart, and she is into gut healing, nutrition, and mindset. So Hannah, I am so grateful and excited to have you on today. I would love to hand the microphone over to you and ask you to please introduce yourself and fill in any blanks that I might have missed. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited to take part in this healing journey of people who can actually um, listen to us and can learn and take something with them. Um, so yes, so I'm Hannah. Um, I'm actually Polish who lives in Switzerland for a decade now. And here is where my story started with anxiety, stress, and how I overcame it here. I'm overcome all those stories and became a nutritionist, holistic health coach, and soon to be mindset coach as well. Amazing. I'm so excited to hear your story. I know you have a a really powerful personal one, especially in regards to healing. So I'd love to just take another step forward there and just ask you if you wouldn't mind, please let's dive into that story of overcoming that anxiety and sharing a little bit of your personal story about what brought you to what you're doing now. Sure. So um, my story basically started when I arrived in uh, Switzerland, so like nine years ago. So I was like pretty new. Um, I didn't know many people. Of course, I moved here for love. So I didn't have really many friends. I was just basically looking for a job. And, um, and unlucky for me, I was like, Geneva is such a perfect place to work in international organizations. There is UN, WHO, like all you can imagine. And, and I was having at the time, I was like a master in international relations. So I thought like, wow, I had project management certification. I was like, wow, here... Here I am, but to my surprise, like none of the none of this organization actually care about it. Mm. So I couldn't even get an internship because I already had a master degree and advanced certificate degree. So it was really hard for me. And the only job I could find was in finance. Mm. So I started working in finance without feeling like comfortable to do this job. Actually, as you know, Switzerland, Geneva particularly is like a financial hub. So most of jobs are like trading or financially related. 
so this is actually where I started. Like I've been super stressed because I felt so inadequate, you know, like I had to learn everything and everybody was speaking French around me. So it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. And I was always like stressed to be at, at work at time, like, you know, um, like learn all these new things. And I started having so many digestive issues that it was just crazy. Like, um, of course it started with like, let's say the first symptoms, maybe it would be like some constipation, like some fluctuations and bloating. But then it started becoming so like really, like, like I felt such a discomfort in my belly, like actually show up to, to work every day that I had like so many basically noises going through my gut. It was making me very embarrassed and whatever I eat, it would be like just, you know, I would have this fluctuance and making me so uncomfortable and bloated all the time. So I started looking for some solutions. Um, first, I was looking to the diet and I was thinking what it is. And all my friends were saying like, oh, you should go to the doctor. But I'm like, but that's what I would say. And eventually I did. And all they gave me, it was like antidepressants. And I was like, but I am not depressed, <laughs> right? So I was like, is there any other thing I can get? Because of course I had like IBS. And when I start finally going through some protocols, of course I was using Dr. Google, what like it could be. So I was starting doing colonoscopy. I would do food intolerances test and almost all the foods came out like as I am intolerant to basically because I was so inflamed, like totally. Through all the stress and anxiety I accumulated over like, for like a year or two. And when the doctors were just proposing me that all they had for me, it was basically, yeah, get antidepressants so you would calm down and maybe my issues would just go away. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking about. <laughs> and then, of course, I hired a nutritionist. So I did this food intolerance test. She would give me like very strict protocol I have to follow to calm down the inflammation. Mm -hmm. Then I would do some overtest in terms of, I was like, for example, uh, fructose, I had fructose malabsorption, so I couldn't eat fruits for a few years. Wow. I'm happy that now I can, so it is possible. Yes. If any of you here and you suffer from fructose malabsorption, it is possible to yes. actually um, overcome it. And then, um, yeah, so I started the quest of totally, I had candida and I had to, you know, go through really like, um, like a strict protocol of foods, of the supplements. But it was kind of working for me, all the steps that I implemented. Um, but I think the final step, what was actually surprising, um, at some point, my job relocated to another country and I lost the job. And I was really happy, actually. I was relieved because they gave me a package. I didn't have to go to the office. So my stress kind of disappeared, right? <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. And I realized that my symptoms really improved. Like I didn't have that much symptoms as before. And I realized, wow, it must be really, really connected. And I actually went for one month to Brazil. I would eat everything and I was fine most of the mm. time. And I was like, hmm, there must be some over component into my issues. It's not just what I eat, but yeah, like um, probably some like stress and anxieties that I actually put on myself. Um, and then I was so into nutritionists and I started loving this new healthy way of living that I signed up for naturopathic studies and become um, yeah, certified nutritionist um, and a holistic health coach. And now I'm doing actually mindset coaching because I know how important mindset is in um, like it's so interrelated, the gut brain axis, right? So I like to work on those two platforms to really help people to get of like to really like overcome stress and anxiety as it is 
Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I, I think it's so common, right? The more I do this work, the more women I work with, we don't realize how much our emotions are connected with our body until we start to suffer. Yeah, <laughs> and like, yes. And then before you know it, it's a struggle to go to work because it's embarrassing how loud our stomachs are, or, you yes. know, we're afraid to eat lunch because we're afraid that we're going to have to be running to the bathroom. And, you know, I loved what you said about how it is possible to heal, right? And this fructose malabsorption. So let me ask you, how did you know that you were not properly absorbing fructose? So every time I had any, I mean, it's first time I realized something is really off. It was summer and I had like a yogurt with strawberries. Mm. And I would get such an, like a pain in my stomach. It was crazy. So I went to see a doctor and he told me like, my stomach is completely inflamed. And I'm like, I just had yogurt with strawberries, right? So innocent. But then the more food I had, I had the worst symptoms, like super mm. bloated, painful or diarrhea. It would be coming from fruit. So I went to have a test, which confirmed that I had um, the fructose malabsorption. And I was like, wow, I could never have fruit again. It was, it was a shock, right? Because fruits are like such delicious um, like, um, food, but you're just full of vitamins and fiber and all those kind of amazing stuff. And I cannot have it. So for three years, I think I wouldn't eat fruit. And if I would, I would become like, my face would get inflamed basically. It was really coming like, you know, inside and out all this inflammation. Um, however, when I did really changes, um, like in my personal life, in my job life, and I kind of healed in like, not only the stomach, but I actually healed the emotions around myself. Now I can, I eat fruit every single day. Like that's my breakfast. It's fruit salad basically with some vegan yogurt whatever but that fruit is my staple so i was few years ago i was desperate because i thought i would never have the food again but i can assure you it's not forever and you can feel as well i love this so much it's so inspiring and a few things that you said there i really want to just make sure i hone in on so the first thing was that it was very obvious for you that when you ate fruit you got pain right yes. it was sort of this like not only was it an intuitive thing, you knew that the fruit was causing pain. And I think many of us have that feeling where it's like, man, when I eat this certain food, I do not feel good, right? And I think sometimes, especially because we are logical people, we are people of science, right? We, we like to dig deeper. It can be very helpful to get that affirmation from a test, right? So it was sort of like maybe the the test that showed that you had fructose malabsorption, maybe it wasn't necessary, but to have, and I say it wasn't necessarily only because you knew intuitively that the fruit was causing problems, but it can be really helpful to have that diagnosis. So let me ask you, when you received that diagnosis, did it give you a sense of relief? Sort of like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. Now I really can see like when I eat fruit, I know I'm in pain, but now I actually have like this proof that there is something happening, there's a dysbiosis happening and I'm not able to absorb those, those fruit. I would imagine it would have given some kind of relief, did it? Um, maybe not the relief, it was actually confirmed, like I cannot have fruit. So I was yes. really like disappointed. 
But at the same time, I think testing is very important to, to really avoid fruits or food, any type of food that actually causes inflammation. So it's very important to have yourself tested um, to avoid all those things. Like, for example, when I first myself tested, I did all in and I did a test of 180 food samples to know which one. And probably out of 180, I was intolerant to some degree because I have like four different degrees, to like 160. And I was like, oh gosh, there was like so many, like few things I could eat because I was, my stomach and my intestines were so inflamed. But it's not forever, of course. So yeah. there are things that we can do. It's good to have the knowledge to know what you have to eliminate in order to start killing your gut. Yes. And then the more, the, get, the better you get, then you can in, reintroduce the food after a certain time and, um, and then you can eat them. Oh, it's amazing. I love it so much. And really just to bring testimony to the ability of our bodies that can, that can heal, right? Our body's ability to heal. So how long was it for you? You said about three years, you couldn't eat fruit. So during that time, was it a very strict diet the whole time? Or were there different protocols that you went on to heal on different layers? Or what did that healing process look like for you? Um, yeah, so there would be different layers. It was not just like one diet. I would actually start. Um, so first, when I knew that I had this food intolerances, I had this restrictive plan over the summer just to cut, like slash the inflammation. And then when I realized I have this fructose malabsorption and candida, I started very like I wouldn't. Now it sounds strict when I want to say strict for other people, but for me it's like I'm kind of now a normal way of living. So I started eating like really gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, even I cut on protein at the time, like animal protein mm -hmm. and alcohol, all kinds of sugar were out. And I would take like special herbal supplements um, to kill off the, the candida. So for three months, I wouldn't eat any of those um, kind of um, foods. And then slowly I started reintroducing um, the foods like slowly different groups, not to go all in and crazy because we don't want to come back straight to <laughs> where we started. So I would reintroduce other foods and slowly but steadily it started getting better. However, fruits were still out. And I even like kind of, of course, I was tested different kinds of um, therapies. So I even tried hypnotherapy to help me on fructose malabsorption. So this was funny thing because when I try it, it's actually instead of hurting my stomach and um, and my intestine as before, the inflammation will be go through my face. So I was like, oh, I can eat a banana and I didn't see anything in my stomach. But then the next day, like all my face was inflamed. And I was like, of course, I didn't make a connection at the time because I didn't have the knowledge and this experience. And I would be like, that's so weird. Maybe I use some wrong cream or something like that. And a few days after, I would be so inflamed like, like for days but I would be thinking, hmm, maybe I should look what I ate. And then I was like, oh, I was having banana and that's fructose. And the, the second I stopped the banana, the next day, my face started becoming normal. And I was like, okay. So I would be trying different kinds of therapies to test a little bit, but I would still follow um, the diet, the herbal medicines. And then actually what was like the biggest changer for me, I started doing some energy healing mm -hmm. that made me realize like, that I should kind of move forward with my life, like should um, do this, some kind of changes in my environment, in myself. So I started really working on myself, like in self-development way, like on my self-love and what I really want to do in my life. Like, because 
we don't realize that our Anton stand is a kind of a monitor of our emotional balance, right? And it's really important. The digestive system is how we digest and like swallow and absorb reality. So there was something that I was really digesting and I knew it was this job, this relationship, like I wasn't like really feeling. And I am very hypersensitive person. So the emotions like go through me in all kinds of ways. But I didn't have this at this time. And so I would be trying different things, working on myself. And the more I work on my mindset, on changing things for better in my life, the healthier I was. So I was like, oh, okay. So it's not like I have to just follow strict diet all the time. There are other components to it. And when you actually put it all together, here I am. Like <laughs> this three years after, I'm like perfectly healthy. And you now I have the certification so I can actually help the women suffering from the same symptoms uh, than I did few, just a few years ago. So, yes. It's yeah. so inspiring and so amazing. You know, something that I really love about what you said is that the diet was a piece of it, right? And it was a big piece of it, but it wasn't really until you started really digging into the self-development mindset, healing, the emotional piece of it, just like what you said. It's, you know, my tagline is trust your gut and digest your life. If we're not digesting our life traumas, our stress, our experiences, we're going to harbor toxins and hold on to those emotions that are quite maybe burdensome, right? To our emotional body and then will then be affected by our physical body as well. I just love this so much. So let's talk a little bit about that mindset and emotional healing. So first, what were some of the other modalities? You said you mentioned uh, hypnothera hypnotherapy, right? And then what, what were some of the other modalities that you explored during this time of healing mind, body, and soul? Um, so I would be trying as well um, magnetism, Reiki. Um, uh, yeah, so at this time, just these two, because yeah. then other things came after, actually. And the magnetism was, I guess, changing point because, uh, like, I remember the first time the lady saw me, she told me, I am so, like, like paralyzed like I can I feel like my body like my um etheric body it's really stuck like I cannot move forward like um so she really took off the layer of me and it was amazing transformation because session after session I started feeling like so much lighter and different and more confident and, and the last session I remember I finally could start feeling energy like I could really feel like the side now I'm, I can work with crystals or anything. I really can feel it. And I never knew I actually had this kind of gift after the lady, she told me I was just had so many layers of those emotions stuck in me, paralyzing me and making me numb. And then um, I discovered that, yeah, I'm very hypersensitive person. And probably I build this kind of wall around me to my childhood all the way just to protect maybe this hypersensitivity. But now it's no longer, I no longer need it. Like my body is shouting, like get rid of it. Because the body is our, um, as I like to, from Course of Miracles, it's our learning device, right? So it was just pushing and pushing, like, like this was just telling me to, to finally looking for solutions so I could heal my, my body, my mind, and my soul in a way. Yes. So this, yeah, so magnetism was the, with the special lady was like, I'm a turning point. And then I, it was actually opened me to so many things that I started being interested, like in a spirituality on all the other forms, right? I did the um, Reiki, 
like second level as well like I was be doing different kind of things and I started like really seeing such a difference in my life and how I perceive even things right perceive work like now it's really life-changing experience in a way I love that and I know many people who have experienced things in their lives that have built up that protective wall, right? I think many, almost almost all of us have some kind of layer of that protection because that is human nature, right? There are three needs and that's number one is to be safe and then it's to be loved and to be accepted by our family and our peers. And if any of those things feel threatened, we will do whatever we need to do to protect ourselves, right? On a grandiose scale, as well as on a subconscious and energetic level as well. So I love how you said that it took some time to peel back the layers essentially of the onion to reveal that pearl in the middle, which was your true self. So it sounds like it was also a process of learning how to become vulnerable and learning how to become safe in that soft vulnerability to be able to tap into that energetic field and be able to work with this piece of you. So what did it feel like to become now or, you know, that process of learning how to be vulnerable and learning how to be able to tap into this side that was unfamiliar? Did it feel scary at all or was it just an exciting process the whole way? Um, I think it was really scary at the beginning because as a hypersensitive child, I I think I really put this big cup of protection because I was so, I felt too vulnerable when I was a kid. And then I kind of cut myself from emotions entirely. I mean, not completely like a like psychopath, but in a sense, I wouldn't have much empathy or I felt always like I looked through the world through like kind of a glass wall. But I, I could, and even my flatmate would call me an ice queen, but they can say anything on me and it would just slide because I was so protecting myself from all kinds of this, uh, the emotions I didn't want to feel. Um, and when finally I started unwrapping those, that's like you say, this, this onion layers. And, and, and then I was starting feeling the emotions like the first time, like it was actually like was pretty late. Like, um, you know, I was already 20 something, like almost 30 when I started doing it. So it started feeling really, um, I was scared because suddenly I could feel so much. And the more I would go and I'm feeling, I would feel more and more until to the point at the end, I could feel energy of people, of things like uh, being so super connected. Um, but actually the best learning point was uh, just before I started my nutrition in class, because of course I had limiting beliefs that if I should really do this, like, you know, all kinds of questions. I know I love it, but it's like, because I live in Switzerland, the courses would be in French. Is my French is good enough to actually study anatomy, you know, chemistry, this kind of thing. An interesting thing that I did is like a test that gives you five hidden talents. And at the time I wasn't spiritual at all. I just had this digestive issues. You know, I have this job, like basically kind of normal life <laughs> as people say. Yeah. And then the first, my first talent was connectedness. And I was like, but connected to what, right? <laughs> At the time I was like, to what I am connected. And, um, and then when I started working with those, uh, with the magnetism and it started all like, like becoming like true, but okay, I just been connected all along. It's just, I didn't know I was. And, um, and all those feelings, like when I actually started to be so vulnerable 
And I noticed that the more actually I tap into my emotions, the better connections I have with everybody around. Yes. And it does not just the surface, it's really I can connect truly with other humans and I can truly understand them. And maybe sometimes even too much when you are an empath and you're you know, overtaking all people's emotions because you're like a sponge. Yeah. But my life just got so much better and so much like I feel that like kind of this void that was always inside of me finally starts filling up, you know, filling in. So it was a bit scary at the beginning. We're not like accustomed to have all those feelings, sensations, and like, and you go through all like a sometimes emotional roller coaster going through my body. But now it's like now, and even serving now over people, helping them in their journey, it's like the best job in the world, basically. <laughs> Yes, I can so relate, Hannah. It's just such a beautiful process to, to witness it. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I think you're right. It can feel scary at first. So if anybody's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm on that healing journey or I think I'm open to that healing journey or maybe they've sort of have started to tap into it but not really sure where to go from here. Mm -hmm. You know, I think understanding that the process can be a little bit unnerving at first because like I said that subconscious mind is going to do whatever it can to keep you safe which even means that it will self-sabotage sometimes the things that you know we know it's best for us to move our body every day but we will make all the excuses in the world for example right yeah. so I'd love to take a step forward here and ask you a little bit about that mindset piece that you mentioned so it, walking in the world of health and wellness and self-development you often hear the you know the term I need to work on my mindset. So what exactly does that mean to you? And how might you explain it to somebody who's never heard of this kind of work before? Okay, so my very first journey with mindset, it started when somebody actually sent me a book of Louis Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And it was, oh my, I think- Such a good book, yes, by the like, way. It's like a staple. Like you can always come back and find it like, yeah, she's so right. <laughs> so I think it was like seven <laughs> years ago, I read it and I was like, wow, I should, it's like I should really change the way I and, and everything is just a thought and thought can be changed and I mean it was so powerful for me but I started writing affirmations everywhere and I would keep repeating these affirmations all the time and it's at some point they became my reality so but this was just one of the pieces because then this was like the first book the first step but I as I as you know uh, the more the energy goes that the focus goes with the energy like intentions right it, it's like yeah so I started the seeing these books and people telling me about the things and I would read more and I actually understood that actually the mindset is any belief that we have is either beneficial or detrimental but it's our choice and only our decision to choose what we believe so if we believe that we are absolutely healthy happy and I don't know we can run 40 kilometers marathon you can do it but if you feel like, oh, nothing is working for me, I would always be fed, oh, I'm like, you know, that, that's gonna be your, like, like Ford said, like, if you think you are right, or if you're not, I mean, if you think you are right, or you think you're not right, you are right. Exactly. Like, you, you just had the belief changes everything, so. Yes, I love that so much, Hannah, and you said it so beautifully, right? And, and it's true, because I think sometimes, the, the thought of mindset work can feel a little bit woo-woo almost to some people. You know, it's kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, but like, how do I actually do that, right? So do you have any tips or concrete 
action steps for our listeners today to maybe make that what I call 1% shift, which is relatively small, right? 1% shift. If somebody is really stuck in that mindset of, and I'll say negative, which I don't necessarily mean in a bad way. You know, there's no bad or good, but it's just maybe a mindset that's no longer serving them. If someone feels really stuck there, but they're witnessing it, but they just can't get out of it. Do you have any actionable steps for that person today that might be able to break that really intense pattern that feels very controlling? Because even though we do have control, sometimes it feels like we don't because the emotions can feel so overpowering. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say if you are suffering with any gut-related issues, I would like stop for a moment, take a pad and a, and a, and a pen and write, how does it make you feel? What doesn't stop you to, to, you know, to do in your life? Look, what is your current situation? Are you happy where you are with your job, relationship, like wherever you are in your life? And we have to just have this awareness what's actually happening and what can be potentially like the, the reason we actually suffering. Um, the, the awareness is the first step to healing. And then what I really like to do, and I always like I suggest my clients, write all the things that you don't like either about yourself, depends how you want to start about yourself, your life, etc. And then rewrite them in a positive sentence. For example, I don't know. So we, especially women, we have so much negative self-talk about our bodies. So this is very common. We can all like relate, right? Yes. So for example, if you say, I don't know, I think I'm too fat. Mm-hmm. You would just rewrite, I love my body exactly as it is. So every time we use this positive sentence in the present tense, and then just put those little, look, put it on a post-it and put it all around your apartment. Because the more we look at them, the more we believe them. Of course, it's something very extreme. It's not going to work because our subconscious is like a like step like away further. So just a small thing. If you believe I am too fat, you can, you can just say, I am beautiful exactly as I am. Or another, like I am... Um, I am just one kilo away from my perfect figure to make it like a little less uh, the charge would be not like complete extreme transformation that is not achievable in an easy way but just to put it more in a loving yourself um, so this like one percent um, I think this is like a perfect starting point to start this kind of loving yourself and turn back this belief that as any thought can be changed so you can really change your life just by rewarding your self-talk. Yes. Right? I love that. Putting so much. negative into positive. And then, of course, that overlay is we can remove limiting beliefs, we can override them. But this is our more something that you, they have, they would need to require working with like a coach who can help them and guide them. I agree. I agree so much. And thank you so much for that because I do, I do see the power in being able to make that shift. But sometimes, like I said, we can almost be just. And this is our, again, this is, if you're listening to this and feeling that that is your experience, it is not your fault. It is your very intelligent subconscious brain that is working very hard to keep you safe, right? Because I think we start to then feel maybe guilty or shameful about, man, you know, I'm doing all this self-development work, but I haven't made any progress. Or maybe I have made progress, but it's slower than I want it to be. So I think giving some compassion to yourself in this situation is really important. And of course, 
asking for help, like you said, Hannah. So we're going to get to that in just a moment too, where our listeners can follow you. But really quick, I want to ask you first, on the same topic of mindset, you and I both really love the idea of the abundance mindset. I would love to hear in your words, what does the abundance mindset mean? And have you seen people personally shift from scarcity to abundance, or maybe you have yourself? And how has that affected all areas of your life? Um, yeah, I think I could speak of my personal experience. Um, so, of course, <laughs> the scarcity mindset is something that I think lots of people unfortunately um, struggle with because we think, and I think it's all coming from um, the, because we feel like we are not good enough, that we don't deserve certain things. And this is actually already something we actually learn in our childhood, maybe through different experiences. And we just grow up thinking, even if outside people appear super successful, they can have really great jobs, looking super handsome, working out. But of course, deep down inside, they still don't feel good enough. And I have plenty of like, like people, like clients are surrounding me that you, nobody would even say they suffer from anxiety, but like a, like a comedian actor, for example. But this is coming from this, and this is actually what um, the scarcity mindset comes from, because they don't think in subconscious level that they don't deserve certain things. So they would always thinking, no, don't invest even in themselves, because they would say like, oh, it's too expensive, or it's not a good time. There will be always an excuse leading to that they, they don't want any change, basically, because probably this feeling keeps them in their comfort zone, right? And once we actually switch to thinking like there are limitless possibilities, this is everything is energy. We can be anyone we want. We just need to believe and create and do all the work, be consistent, be motivated, and just believe it will come. And investing in yourself to really reach your potential. And the prize is, yes, you can maybe lose certain things on the way, but they were, you're going to get so much higher and get so many better things that are waiting for you once you open yourself. And I love the quote. I don't know. I actually now I don't remember who said it. Maybe Rumi or someone that why you stay in prison where the doors are all that open. And for me, it's so valid because I see all those people thinking like there's no other option. But I'm like, but who says there is no other option? You always have a choice to do something for yourself, to, to tap into your energy. Yes, it maybe requires some investment. It would require you to come back to school. But isn't it worth it in the long run doing something that you truly love and be happy and be expansive and, you know, have this overflow of the abundance into you? Yeah. So I think this is when I came as well, because I had like all those issues. And of course, I, I didn't know at the time it was actually caused by anxiety. I just thought the food is the, is the reason, right? The food is the guilty one. It was not me, it's the food. But then when you actually go and work and stuff, I realized, gosh, I actually suffered from that. I had panic attacks. I thought actually it was not panic attack. I just thought like I should go to a hospital because I'm dying, right? And then I realized like how like self like low self-confidence I had, like why I wouldn't look at certain things. I didn't feel like I deserved them. And once I started switching this mindset, thanks to all the books and the sticks, and now I'm living my best life and I love what I do. And I know it's possible for everyone at any given time. And it just it takes is the choice. Yes, I love this so much, Hannah. And it, something that came through was, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, right? Okay. 
And, and, you know, you cannot heal in the condition that you got sick in. So if anyone's listening to this and thinking like, yeah, well, I'm not happy in my relationship. I'm not happy in my job. I'm not happy where I'm living. Like, I know the logistics can feel overwhelming. And trust me, this is coming from someone who has been divorced, who has sold all my belongings, who's moved onto a boat, who's traveled, you know, moved different countries. Like, I understand the burden of the logistics, but I promise you that the logistics are nothing compared to the incessant pain and suffering that you are living every day. You are so capable of stepping up, showing up, doing the damn thing, getting done whatever needs to get done in order to move to that place. And just like what you said, Hannah, this is available to anyone and everyone. It is a choice. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the journey will be easy. However, it doesn't have to be hard either, right? And what I mean by that is that by implementing help, right, and support, and whether that be a mentor or a health coach or you know, your friends, your parents, a partner, a pastor, somebody that you know to help you work through this process, that's where that vulnerability piece and that deep layer healing can really happen. So that way you can wake up and do the damn thing and, you know, get your checklist of to-dos done. So you can change your job or sell your house or, you know, make a commitment or break a commitment, whatever it may be. So let me ask you, in regards to stress itself, So I love the concept of stress management and especially how it relates to gut health and how it manifests in our body. Do you have maybe one or two tips that people might be able to add to their toolbox of life that they can implement today in a really easy way to start maybe coping with stress in a little bit more of a downstream way? Yes, so uh, I think the most easy um, technique for everybody to do anytime, anywhere um, is a cardiac coherence uh, briefing. It takes five minutes and what it basically does is lowering the heart rate. So your body is coming from the autonomous system to the parasympathetic um, um, nervous system and just, you know, it's the, the, the relaxation mode. And what it's basically you just have to breathe like with the application or you can put the, on YouTube this five minutes cardiac coherence. You would get this because um, you have to follow the pattern of breathing. So it's not it's like a no brainer. Everybody can do it. You don't have to be meditation guru to just ease your anxiety. And I tested it at my colleagues in my work and everybody who, and the people who really had like a chest pain of stress. And I told them, look, you just go to the office, just put it on your phone, five minutes briefing. And they all told me it was immensely helped them to fall asleep. They do it before going to bed. They do it on the way to the work. You can even do it at the lunchtime just after eating. So even your digestion is going to get better because people don't realize that when they're stressed, their body is in a fight or flight mode, right? So you are not digesting your food because the digestion is not for the survival. Now the body with all the adrenaline rush and cortisol, it's just to you know run away from the lion or fight the lion and not to sit in your cafeteria or wherever in the restaurant and just digesting the food. So yep. this is a really quick tip. Even if you are super stressed, you had like really like, for example, horrible phone call with someone, just put on a YouTube cardiac coherence, just stay five minutes. And there you yep. go, you have this parasympathetic response. So this is my like the like easiest tip that somebody can implement it basically right now. 
I love it. And you said it's cardiac conference. Am I, am I pronouncing that? Yeah. Coffee ring. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes below. So if anyone's listening to this, you can go to the show notes and I'll put that YouTube link right in there. Um, it reminds me of a couple different apps. It's basically what I have learned through yoga teaching is a six second inhale and six second exhale consistently. Is it kind of like that in it's more, and out? Yeah, it's, it's very, you basically have the same measure. So you, you breathe. So that like that you don't have to count. So that's why the technique is very easy because usually people, oh, I have to count six uh, inhales. Uh, and you, there's no brainer. You just put it and they basically, this person breathes with you over, you know, the recording. So you just follow to breathe with them. So really, this is very easy and simple for everybody to implement straight away. And I even put a video Amazing. on it in my recent post. So if anybody would like to actually go and do it with me, <laughs> because I put it, like five minutes video and I do it with the, with the, with the special meditation, then you can head to my profile. Yes, definitely. And is that on Instagram, on your Instagram handle? Yes. So it's my soliciously Hannah. And this is where you can find the videos as well. Amazing. Definitely. And I love your Instagram account. So let's take another step forward here. And thank you so much for everything that you've shared, all of the actionable tips, your vulnerable share. There's so much value in this. So where can our listeners find you? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. As I said, it's Soliciously Hannah. Um, there is a website, soliciouslyhanna as well.com. And yes, you can find me on Facebook as Soliciously as well. <laughs> Amazing. And I will definitely be sure to put all of those links in the show notes below. So literally Hannah, this has been so amazing. And I want to ask just one more question yes. here. Well, I guess two more questions. First and foremost, in what capacity do you work with people? So who do you work with? And what does that look like? If someone want to implement a health coach into their lives, and they were to call you up and say, let's work together, what are your offerings? Yes, yeah, so I'm offering a holistic healing program. So currently it's eight weeks, um, like it's eight weeks long. When we start with actually deep dive health assessment, so we really tap into what got like the type of gut analyzing, um, dietary survey and like a neurotransmitter test. So I can really see what's going on in the body. Then we go for a four week cleanse. And during this time we work on the emotions, on the mindset, we identify the fears, the limiting beliefs, and really try to, Take the person from the stressed, anxious moment that they have all those different issues. It doesn't have to be necessarily digestive because some people have anxiety coming through the over organ, let's say. So we really try to find the underlying causes um, of, your, of your symptoms and try to um, kind of liberate them, release them from the body. And then we really rock, like do this mindset work to remove the limiting beliefs, to make you fall in love with yourself, which is super important and find the happiness, tap to your inner talents, like find the joy in the life. So at the end, that's why I love to say that I make people vibrantly healthy, energized and confident because that's exactly the path. You start with the health and then it goes to your mindset. And at the end, you can really find that you don't have to be so stressful, like so confident because there is so much power inside of you. And I would just help that this person like unleash this power within. Amazing, Hannah. So anyone here, if you're interested in checking out Hannah, please go to her website, soliciouslyhannah.com. Check her out on Instagram. And Hannah, I just have one final question. What does the term optimal health mean to you? 
optimal health would be is like when all the other um, parts, which is like optimal for me, is like a holistic health. So it's basically when we are healthy in our bodies, in our mind, in our soul, and all those three layers, because we are at the end, we are one. There are no separation between the body and the mind. So this is the optimal. We always have to feed those three layers. We cannot just feed the body and forget about our soul or what our mind needs. We have to like um, feed on three different levels. Yes, that is so beautiful. Hannah, it has been such an honor to have you on Let's Start Health today. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I really love being here and sharing everything with you and okay. with, um, with the audience. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity, and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages. Smartphones make it super easy these days. Or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and of course my account, your host, The Chelsea Haynes, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again and remember, be curious and relentless on this journey to health.